Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome, friends, to today's program. We have Sherry Rankin back with us. She is such a blessing, and she is going to bless you as she goes into detail more about her testimony. And then she's got something that the Lord has led her to do that uh, she's going to share with you, and uh, you'll have the chance to get a blessing from that also. So, Sherry, welcome back to uh, today's program. I just appreciate you coming, and it's going to be a blessing because God's in charge of your life, girl. Pray it. Bless everyone. Yes. Truly and, bless me. Yes. And this beauty queen over here sitting oh by God. me. Yes. This is Melinda, our co-host. And uh, she's a blessing to everybody, including us in a big way. So, Sherry, well, I, I, I'm not going to ask you anything. I'm going to just turn it over to Melinda and let Melinda ask you and guide this interview, okay? Well, we're just allowed to have Cherry back today, and uh, we appreciate it. And um, I don't know if you had a chance to watch uh, her first uh, testimony interview that we did, but if you haven't, go to YouTube and look it up and be sure and watch it. And this is basically going to be part two today, and she's got uh, some other parts to her story that we want to hear. So, Cherry, just take your liberty and kind of pick up um, you know, from where you left off and, um, you know, and tell us about what's going on in your life from the past. Well, thank you all for having me here. And I appreciate the opportunity to be able to share all that I've been through uh, and how God led and guided me through the process of going through life ups and downs. Um, as we talked last week, we talked a little more about me being diagnosed with the cancer yes. and how God healed me of that. And, and like I was saying last week, any and everything that I feel like that can happen to multiple people, it all happened to me, just me as one person. But I thank God for being on my side and giving me the faith and the courage to move and go through it. Amen. So today I just want to share a little bit about me. De- I dealt with the cancer. So I dealt with some mental illness. Um which is a serious situation, but I didn't know I was dealing with mental illness until I look back now after I came through. But um, back in 2001, I was going in the midst of a divorce. Well, was my husband and I was separated. Um, he and I both pastored a church together. Uh, we was pastoring together and the enemy came in and caused a wedge in the marriage and also in the ministry. So we ended up separating. He moved out of the house, moved into another state, well, another county here in the state of Florida. And it was just so devastating because just going through that, I look back on my life and I felt like I was getting ready to live the life of ministry full time for God because that's the plans we had made. Uh, emptiness, all the kids that left. And that's why I said 2001, because by that time, my baby boy had graduated from high school. Went off into the military, so we was doing ministry. Ministry was growing. The anointing was flowing, the anointing of healing and everything. So, bam, here comes the enemy. Divorce. In the midst of the separation. 
dealt with the death of our grandson, oh. which was he had uh, was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy, cardiomyopathy at age 18 months. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of that, he received a heart transplant. So we're dealing with this sickness. You know, he was going back and forth, a possibility of rejection, but we still believe in trusting God. So we didn't entertain the part about his body may reject the heart. Dealing with that, um, dealing with the ministry crumbling and everything. And like I said, then I went from having all this support to no support. And what I mean by all this support, it was the man that God, I, I know God had put us together. And that person I was so accustomed to praying with me and I for him and encouraging and lifting each other up in the midst of a crisis was not there. Then grandson, his death, not there. Living in a family home with all these memories by myself. Everyone to drop in every now and then, but it was devastating. And then in the midst of that, which one part of my life, I was ashamed, really ashamed to talk about because people are so quick to judge you for things that they don't know. Right. They judge you for what they hear, but not what they do not know. And in the midst of what I was going through, separation, possibly divorce, death of my grandson, then here come another situation to where I was accused of embezzling money. Oh my gosh. So I was dealing with those three things within that time, within the six months. Wow. I'm talking from June until October of the same year. All of this was coming in, you know, uh, like I said, I was being accused of of the embezzlement. People was talking, news media was running stories, being in the paper and all of this. And I'm going like, God, what is it? So it happens to where I thought it was bad, but it was good to where I was employed. And my employer, they gave me some time off saying, you know, look, you know, just take some time off with pay so you can get yourself together. So in the midst of all of this, I ended up taking some time off from work with pay. And I just cried all the time. I went to the doctor. He knew what I was going through. He said, Miss Rankin, you're going to have to really take something because it's consuming you right now. You're crying. I was losing weight. I went from like a size 16 to like a size 10. I couldn't eat. I couldn't think. I couldn't do. I couldn't do anything but just think about what was going on in my life. So he had my doctor had prescribed me some Xanax to take to help with the depression and the stress and everything that was going on. And I would take the medication, but I didn't like the way it made me feel. Because you know you can take stuff, but when it wears off, I felt more depressed. Mm-hmm. And here I am, a woman of God, trusting in God, and I'm taking this medicine, and it's not really helping. So I stopped taking the medication. So I'm going to get through this through fasting and praying, seeking the Lord, rallying around church members, family members that was praying with me, coming in, spending time with me, praying me. Dawn and Lisa Care. Now, that was my guardian angels. Dawn and Lisa was there every day in my face. Lisa coming to pull me out that house. I was going over to the, with them, walking, walking with Lisa. She was on top of me. My spiritual mother, Apostle Shirley White, she would come and sit with me. They would push me and encourage me to get up and go, but I still was lacking something. So I remember this one night, I was feeling really lonely. And what I mean by lonely, I was missing my husband. 
that's all I knew to be was a wife. How to submit, how to love, how to honor, and how to obey. I had no problem with that because that's what God's word said, we're to love, honor, and obey. I have no problem with that. But I went to call my ex-husband. No answer. Then the thought went, he's with another woman. The man I love is off with another woman. Lord, I can't deal with this. The child I love is gone. God, I don't, and I don't know what my future is going to hold for me according to the news media. I knew what was going on, but I know the enemy can come in and cause things to happen that you, where your mind is going and what people are saying. So I remember that night, I got up. I was in bed asleep, and um, I just couldn't rest. And I got up, I went into the kitchen, got some water, and I went to the medicine cabinet, and I got some, I said, I can't do this. I sat back on the side of my bed. I had the Xanax tablets in my hand. And all I could do was take them. I wanted to take them. And it was like I was sitting on my bed, but this out-of-body experience happened to where the Lord showed me, if you take these pills, this is what's going to happen. I could see my grandbabies coming into the room. My grandbabies coming into the room and my children. They trying to wake me up, saying, Mimo dead. Oh, gosh. Mm. Mm. Mimo dead. I fell on my knees and I began to repent and ask God to forgive me for entertaining the spirit of suicide mm. and not trusting Him. But I said, God, if you show me this to let me know I'm going to get through this, I need you to move. I need you to move quickly. The spirit is here, but this flesh is weak, and this flesh is slowly dying. Cherry wants to die. I can't deal with this anymore, Lord. Help me. And as I began to pray, the spirit spoke to me and said, get rid of the pills so you won't be tempted again. The tempter, which is anymore, come and tempt you again to go this route. So I flushed the tablets away. So fast forward to like two months later, I was laying in my bed asleep. In this house, still crying, crying myself to sleep. And I was sitting and felt something come in my room. And it's like it sat down beside my bed. And I woke up. I didn't see anything. Then I felt it again. I said, okay, God, if this is you, please don't let me be afraid. But I need your help. And I turned over and I went to sleep. I fell over to sleep. And I could feel something lightly touching my shoulder. Wow. And I said, Lord, help me. That's all I could say. God, help me. And first time I could truly say I've ever heard the voice of God is when he said to me, what do you have need of me, my child? Just like that. What you have need of me, my child. And all I needed was some peace. I said, God, just give me some peace. I'll be all right. And after that, I began to seek the Lord. I began to pray. I shut up in my house. And I'm going to say, the peace didn't come right then. He spoke it. But I didn't start manifesting and walking in peace until I 
shut up in my house. My cousin got my car and he drove my car to his house so I could be in the house by myself. Nobody can come by and think I was home. I stayed in that house for about a month because remember, I'm still on suspension with pay until they, the outcome of what's going to happen with the situation mm -hmm. of me being, you know, accused of embezzlement and all this was going on. And I lay and I prayed. I sleep and I pray. I sleep and I pray. And then two weeks prior to me coming out of what I was in, the Lord said, now I need you to fast. I would lay there and fast all day and pray. And then he said, now you can come out. And all I had in my house was some bread and water. And I ended my fast with the bread and water. And one thing I want to share with you all, and that's why I had to find the scripture, scripture just out of nowhere. I was listening to Kenneth Copeland. And this is the scripture he read that day, that morning on TBN and his Believer's Force of Victory mm -hmm. show. Isaiah. 50, was it 50, 54, 6, 54, 54 and 6. Well, 54 and 5. Indeed, your husband is your maker. His name is in the Lord of Amor Amorites, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of the whole earth, for the Lord has called you like a wife, deserted and wounded in spirit deserted and wounded in spirit mm -hmm. that's the part brother Copeland centered in on the wife and I took notice it hit my spirit wife of one's youth when she is rejected says your God I deserted you for a brief moment but I will take you back with an abundance of compassion the Lord was saying I deserted you for a brief moment but I'm taking you back because you was a wife that was deserted and rejected Yeah, I was a wife I did my wifely duties no was I perfect? no did I make mistakes? yes but the Lord allowed all that to happen for a reason I was deserted, I was wounded, and I was broken. And after I came out, things started turning around. Praise God. The news media just did everything, just went away. Never see a waiting. Nothing happened with the situation. So did, did that just disappear? Just, just went away. So it was like I said, I was being accused. Um, one thing that uh, I, when I came out of that part, I went back to work. I got a promotion in my job and a pay raise. Praise God. Then <laughs> after, being year, off. after being off. <laughs> then within that year, um, I was uh, nominated Employee of the Year. Oh, I received God. that nomination. Oh, praise one. God. Then a year later, uh, our organization was being audited by the U.S. Department of Education, which is Washington, D.C. They chose five facilities in the whole United States. They chose my facility that I was a director over. We received number one. Number one 
in the nation. Praise God. For the best after school wow. program. <laughs> Praise God. After that. Praise go, God. Go. Yes. Then, with my grandson, I often wondered, and he appeared to his mom, and he told his mama, don't cry. God gave me a choice to stay or leave. But mom, I was tired of hurting. Mm-hmm. And God took me with him. Amen. Just so much began to happen going through all of that. Right now, my ex-husband and I, we best of friends. Pray for him, encourage him. He prayed for me and encouraged me. No hatred, no hurt, no regrets, no nothing. It's Praise just God. how God turned things around when the enemy went bad. But the most important thing, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and told me, how you going to defeat this spirit of depression? I want you to write. I want you to cook. And I began to write. I began to cook. And I started cooking and cooking. It. Then I was, and then one went to another level. Recipes. God started giving me, I started taking recipes. He started giving me revelation on how to make it different. How to make it simple. How to make it easy. Every time I would get depressed, I get in the kitchen and I cook. Even now when I feel that spirit of depression, oh, that spirit of loneliness or being sad. or So, you know, you've been married for so many years and all of a sudden you're single. Right. It's, it's an about, adjustment. It's, it's an it's adjustment. A, it's adjustment. Even though it's been years, I mean, I'm still trying to adjust. Yeah. But I thank God that he's gave me a place to keep me holy, keep me safe. But most of all, I get into that cooking part, making different types of recipes. So here later, you know, from 2001 to 2010, doing all of that, and I'm going to tell you the plan God had, sent me from Caribbean, Florida. I turned 50 in 2010, and I'm thinking, okay, this is it. I'm good. I'm home. I'm good. I'm good. I said, no. I had to leave my home. I was born and raised in all those years and moved to Leon County. In 2010. That's not moving to New York from Caribbean. Exactly, from Caribbean. Yeah, moving to we New York. We know, we know. Yeah. So moving here, God gave me favor to get a, a nice townhouse, living, still cooking, doing things with the ministry, found a ministry to be a part of, doing things like that, still cooking and doing everything. But I'm showing you the plans, what God was trying to get me to, but the enemy wanted to shut me down prematurely. Okay? So I get here. God gave me favor. The very thing that the enemy tried to destroy me in is the very thing God favored me in. So I started cooking. Then the Lord spoke to me and says, now for you to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed to talk about what you've been through. Someone needs to know that. Yeah. So that's when I started telling my story about all what I went through. And I did my first book. I wrote the book. The Lord told me the name of the book. Keep it simple. Let's cook. Simple recipes, but it was an inspirational cookbook. The first book that I did, I talked about everything. I was very detailed, talked about what I went through, and all my recipes was a recipe with a story. Story on everything about my children, their life growing up, this was the the first cookbook. That's the first cookbook. Okay. That was the first book, me writing the book. Not knowing God was going to tell me the spirit of the Lord was going to lead me to a second cookbook. So 
gone on about my business. Okay, I've done that, did that. People talking about how you, your story blessed me. A local friend of mine here, I don't want to give too much information because she don't want me not want this information disclosed, but purchased a lot of my books to share with her patients. That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. A couple other people purchased mm-hmm. books. Saw my book. One girl purchased a book for me. She was walking off and reading. It came back. She said, I want to get this book for my sister. She's dealing with depression. Wow. Mm. What a door God has opened. Yes. Yeah, what right. a door. Yeah, my- He's taken this terrible um, trials and tribulations that mm-hmm. you walk through. And God has promised us that if we trust in him and we and we hold on to him, that he'll turn everything that the devil means for evil. He will turn it around yeah. for our good. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what he's done in yes. your life. Yes. That is what he's done. Yes. It's, and, that's amazing. And I see here people. The first book was just a trial, just something to get out there, not to make money, but to be obedient to God. I said, Lord, if, if I have to give them away, I'm willing to give them away. It's not about me making money, but it's about me. God brought me to this place. God sustained me. He kept me and he blessed me and anointed me to be anointing and a blessing to someone else. So when it comes to the anointing, there's no price. You no, cannot put a no. price on the anointing. No, you can't. When it comes to deliverance, you cannot put a price on the deliverance. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, uh, Cherry, take a few minutes and just show people your, your second oh, cookbook. Second. Yeah. Show that to them. She, she doesn't have any of the first ones, but you right. still but you still can order the first one, can they? That is correct. Okay. The first book is on Amazon. If um, you want to get more information about my story, what I talked about, um, she had a lot of different recipes in there, so it was no particular order as I began to do uh, the recipes, I just put them in the book. And this book here is the second book. And the reason why I decided to do the second book because of me appearing on WCTV on Saturday mornings, which is the third and fourth Saturday. I think, no, we're going back now to the first and third Saturday of the month. I appear on WCTV because a lot of people inboxing me. They're FaceTime or Facebooking me or whatever the question situation may be about how my recipes are blessing them, but it's a smaller generation. It has pushed them into cooking more. Wonderful. It's pushed them to more family time and especially right in the middle of a pandemic where this book here is where the Lord spoke to me and said, now I want you to do the second book. But this book, I'm going to go, Lord, people can go on Google and get recipes and stuff, you know, without having a book. He said, no, this is the one I want you to do. It's a recipe with the menu. Mm-hmm. You got the menu laid out for them as well as the recipes with the ingredients. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did with this book here by the leading of the Holy Spirit, getting a lot of great reviews back from this book, um, traditional holiday menus as well with this book. Um, I shared a lot of my mom's recipes, handwritten. And believe me, her original, mother was an excellent cook. Uh, recipes so. <laughs> in it. Uh, one section in the book is when I did the first book. A lot of people say, well, I just want to make a donation if I can, because it's just me. So I don't cook like that anymore. I said, well, I got the right idea for you because I'm single. I cook for one person. Mm-hmm. So in this book here, I did make a section in it says just for me and it's for single people or empty nesters, whatever the case may be, if you would just want to cook for one person, I have that section here as well. Just for me, a menu and meal just for one person. Now, Cherry, so, if they want to get this book, how would they, do they get this on Amazon too? I have, not, I have not put this on Amazon yet because it's been issues trying to get everything uploaded, they saying because of their shorter staff and this. So hopefully by August, but if you need to, you can reach out to me. 
Um, I will have some. I do have some available. I have uh, received notification that my other order has shipped, so they can contact me directly through my Facebook page, my Instagram page, as well as go to WCTV website. You can reach out through to me through that uh, the cooking segment as well. Okay, and David, just uh, look up Cherry, C-H-E-R-R-Y. Rankin. Rankin, R-A-N-K-I-N. Yes, yes, Cherry Rankin. Cherry, like Cherry, like the fruit. <laughs> yes. Now tell us, how, how did all this come about with you being on WCTV? Just the favor of God. Just cooking. The God told me to start cooking, and then one of my good friends, church members, uh, had to leave the show and asked me to fill in for her because she was a regular on the show, but she had to leave to go do something else and then return back, and uh, they needed someone to fill in, so. So Art Myers reached out to me. I filled in for her a couple of times and been on ever since. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that amazing? I want to do every Saturday. I'm like, no, I have a lot of other things I do outside every Saturday. So when, when returning back, instead of me doing one Saturday a month, I do two Saturdays a month. And I, you know, just been going great, doing great. And it's therapy for me. Everyone don't realize it's really been a great therapy for me. And I'm glad to know that everyone enjoying the recipes and and things like that. So, you know, well. Cherry, life is not over mm-hmm. uh, when you're divorced. Nope. Life is not over when there's a death. No. Because we have a redeemer. Mm-hmm. And God is the restorer. Yes. He's the deliverer. He's the restorer. He's mm-hmm. the healer. He's the comforter. He's everything that we need. Yes. When we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and accept him as our Savior, yes. he's with us and he carries us through each and every trial yes. in life. But the thing of what we have to really remember and listen and understand is that we got to reach out to God. Mm-hmm. We got to reach out to him. Cry loud and spare not. Come before him and cry out to God. God, I need you. Mm-hmm. I can't do this by myself. That's you right. already know that. That's right. But we got to reach out to him. He said, I will never leave you or forsake That's you. That's right, he won't. In hell will I go down and get you. That's right. Wherever you are, he will meet you right where you at. Yes, he will. Man ain't going to judge you. Yeah. But God will not. Yeah. Just like we can pick up that medicine bottle. Mm-hmm. We can pick up the word. Yes. Or pick up a song and fall on our knees. Just like we can pick up that liquor bottle, we can pick up the word. Yes, that's See right. See what the word say about it. Or pick up that phone and call someone. Mm-hmm. It's been through it. You're going to find out somebody's going through what you've been through or they've been through it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need to take some time to pray today, Bobby. Right. We sure do. We sure do. Would you like to lead us in prayer? Just look into the camera and just pray for people today, wherever they are, what they're going through, Cherry. Just pray. Father, we thank you right now for this moment in time, God. We thank you for a fresh anointing. We thank you for a new beginning, God, because we're going into a new life and a new mindset, Father God. God, we pray and bind every spirit of suicidal thoughts. We pray and bind every sickness and disease that's been placed in in this earth. God, because you're the healer yes. and you're the deliverer, God. And God, I pray that the blood yes. that fell, that flow from Calvary yes. will flow Thank in you, this God. earth, Thank flow you, throughout Jesus. your people, God. And God, I pray that every man, every man, woman, yes. boy, and girl that's yes. listening yes. to this word right now, God, God, I pray that this program continue to be a blessing, God, that it will continue to encourage your yes. people, God. God, Thank whatever you. they're dealing with, the death of a loved one, God, God, be that comfort for them. God. You yes. say in late in the midnight hour, you will comfort us, God. And God, we thank you right now for the victory. We bind suicidal thoughts. Yes. We bind sickness. And most of all, God, we lift you up yes. and we oh, honor you and you. praise you in your son Jesus name. Not in my name, but in your son Jesus name. We plead the blood of Jesus. Yes. 
We plead the blood of Jesus over everyone that's listening. And we stand in the gap for our sisters and brothers in your son Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Jesus. I have a real quick uh, scripture I want to share with you. God's a very present help in times of trouble. That's what exactly he was for Sherry, and that's what he'll be for you if you'll let him. We're out of time. This is Bobby. Melinda. And Cherry. God loves you. Yes, you. And so do we. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening.